Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about a lesson learned from Ben Askren. I think it's super important to learn from others' mistakes. And I think Ben Askren made a few mistakes going into his fight with Jake Paul this past Saturday. And Saturday night was probably one of the most bizarre fights that ever went down in fighting history. I mean, we had a YouTube sensation, Jake Paul, going against the former 1FC champion, Ben Askren. I mean, Ben Askren, absolute legend in wrestling. One of the best college wrestlers of all time, competed in the Olympics, and then had a very, very stellar fight career. Now, his run in the UFC definitely dampered uh, some of the Ben Askren hype. I mean, if he just would have retired from one and never went to the UFC, I mean, there would have been people stating that Ben Askren was the best 170-pound fighter of all time. I mean, he was undefeated, and he beat some killers, beat some absolute killers, and made it look easy. And goes to the UFC, beats Robbie Lawler, very controversial fight. But his next fight, man, against Jorge Masvidal, it really was just an unfortunate knee. I mean, I would love to have seen that fight take place without, you know, four-second knockout. But that's what happened. And then he has a really good fight with Damian Maya. Damian Maya uses some slick jujitsu to take his back and choke him. But I didn't think Ben looked that bad in that fight. But a lot of people... Very, very down on Ben Askren, calling him super overrated and a bum. And the knockout that Jorge Masvidal hit on him has been shown probably a bazillion times since. Well, here is his champs at redemption. A lot of fans were calling for somebody to go and knock out one of the Paul brothers. And it seems like Logan Paul is getting ready to fight Floyd Mayweather, which is a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. But Jake Paul was looking for an MMA fighter to box. And I'm not really aware, like that aware of who the Paul brothers are. I've never really watched their YouTube channels. I mean, I just know that they have tons and tons of followers from YouTube. But they're two athletic guys. I had seen both of them spar a couple of times, and I had watched Logan's fight with KSI, another YouTube sensation. So I knew that, like, okay, these guys are, like, big, they're strong, they're athletic, and they're okay at boxing. I mean, I did a couple of years at boxing. I'm definitely not qualified to say what's good and not good boxing, but, you know, anybody can look good on mitts. And again, they're both big and athletic. So, you know, I was intrigued at seeing them fight other celebrities, but when they started calling out MMA fighters, I thought that was just a huge mistake. Well, Jake Paul really picked a fight that I think got everyone interested in and getting Ben Askren to agree because Ben Askren had the worst stand-up in his MMA career. Like in every fight he went to, he had the worst stand-up. He very, very rarely used it. Now, a lot of people would argue that, look, Ben has been an MMA fighter for a decade plus. He had to have been training some type of stand-up multiple times a week. Like that's what you would think. And that's what I was would have thought. Like going into this fight, I would have thought Jake um, was severely um, you know, going to be a disadvantage just because of all of Ben Askren's fighting, um, you know, his fighting history and how much he's trained. Like he just had to have trained boxing. Like I get it. He's not good at boxing, but he had to have hit pads during his training camps for his 
20 plus MMA fights. You would think. Well, obviously, I was completely wrong. And I think the majority of us were completely wrong in thinking that Ben Askren trained like a complete mixed martial artist. And again, his results and the way he fought showed that he was not a good striker, right? Like he never had a good striking performance in his career. He always looked bad. I mean, he made Damian Maya look like a boxing expert. And Damian Maya is usually the one that doesn't look very good on his feet. But Again, you would think that with a guy that had uh, was a former one champion, and I think one FC is in a few years going to be right on par with the UFC. I mean, some of the talent they they are signing and they are spending money, so they are getting really really talented guys, and they are really starting to get that Asian market. Like, just they dominate the Asian market. I mean, the eyeballs on one are astronomical. They're, they're right on par with the UFC already. And I think with their new TV deal in the U.S. that we could start seeing more and more people kind of start to switch and start to really follow one FC. But I say that to say that, man, Ben Askren was the champion of a super legit organization. And he was a professional MMA fighter. Again, you just would think that, okay, he's got at least above average hands compared to the average person. Jake Paul has fought two guys that have never had fights. Like he fought a YouTube guy and then he fought Nate Robinson who played in the NBA. Both of his opponents were absolutely atrocious. So you would think that there would be, again, huge advantage to Ben Askren. Should be a huge advantage in the training department, in the skills department. Yes, Jake Paul has been training solely, solely boxing for the past couple of years, but Ben Askren's been hitting mitts, surely. He's been hitting mitts for years. And it just blows my mind that Ben Askren clearly never once worked on his stand-up. Like, it just blows my mind that in his 10-plus years, there wasn't a time where he was like, hey, I'm going to start focusing. Like, even though the strategy is going to be to wrestle, to control, to ground and pound, to grind on my opponents, I'm still going to spend one day a week getting better at my hands because what if, what if I can't get the fight to the ground or just what if I need, you know, just that little bit of extra stand-up technique um, and I don't have it. You just would think that a guy that made it to the top of one FC, the top of Bellator, you know, that, that won and beat, you know, a gnarly Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler is one of the scariest fighters of all time. I don't care what anybody says. And you just would think that this guy would have spent some time. It just, it really opens my eyes to, I guess, the arrogance of some people and especially how confident they get in their skills and how that can be a huge, huge negative. Ben Askren clearly stopped growing as a martial artist. I really want to do something right now that I think might uh, offend some people, but maybe not. I think you guys will really be able to see this, that Ben Askren and Ronda Rousey had the same fight career. Ben Askren was incredibly skilled for you know the promotion and the guys he was fighting for at the time. But in this new MMA where guys are so skilled at so many different aspects of fighting, this his style just gets murdered. And same thing with Ronda Rousey, right? Ronda Rousey came in. She had a couple of tricks. She was better than all the other girls. She would get to her armbar position. She would get the fight to the ground. And at least Ronda then at least started working on her stand-up. But both were kind of, you know, one-trick ponies. 
and they didn't have a very diverse game. So when they fought people with diverse games that could do more than just one aspect of fighting, they were in trouble. They were in trouble. And we saw both of them in their MMA careers on really bad notes. I mean, Ronda Rousey got absolutely murdered in her last two fights. And man, Ben Askren, he, he got beat pretty bad in his last two as well. And if you really consider that Robbie Lawler, I mean, it definitely, I thought it was a good stoppage, but I mean, he almost got murdered in that fight. And so Ben's coming into this fight as a 36-year-old that, you know, really had looked really poorly in his last couple of fights and he's fighting an unknown guy because Jake Paul really was an unknown guy while there was some footage out there and while he's had two professional fights that you know you can watch on YouTube he didn't find anybody skilled so you couldn't tell how good he is I mean a lot of people could have knocked out Nate Robinson like you don't have to be very skilled to have knocked out the guys that he did but Jake Paul's been training hard. He's been saying he's been training hard. And he looks the part, right? Like he's shredded. He's, you know, hitting the mitts. He's sparring. He's bringing in professionals to spar. Guys are saying like professionals after they spar with Jake Paul are saying like really positive things about Jake's boxing skills. And nobody is saying that about Ben's. And even some of the people that are close to Ben, like Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier was like, man, I don't think this is a good idea for Ben. And there were other guys that came out that were like, I just, I don't think this is a good idea for Ben, you know? He better hope that this Jake Paul kid doesn't have any skills. And Ben even said, he's like, look, I don't think Jake has any skills. I'm totally underestimating him. I think he sucks. I think I'm, I think he's going to, you know, die under the moment. I think I'm going to apply some pressure and he's never been in a war before. I'm going to grind on him and then I'm going to knock him out in the later rounds when he's exhausted. Well, obviously, that's not what happened. I mean, Jake Paul knocked him out in the first round. So if you didn't watch the fight, sorry, spoiler, but look, if you're not watching things day of or getting the results a day after, look, spoilers don't exist anymore. So we've got Ben Askren now just having lost to Jake Paul. What does that do for him? And really, what lessons can we take from from his loss? Well, first, I think it's it's underestimating your opponent is one of the worst things you can do. I think every great military leader has made some quote from Sing, uh, you know, Sing Sao to Marcus Aurelius to Machiavelli. Like every single one of them has said some quote about how underestimating your enemy is the worst thing you can do. You would rather have your enemy underestimate you than you underestimate your enemy, and Clearly, Ben didn't take this fight seriously. I mean, when he stepped up there and he weighed in, I almost felt sick to my stomach because I'd been telling people that Ben Askren was like going to go and whoop, you know, Jake Paul. But when I saw the guy that stepped up on that scale, I was like, this guy looks like he hasn't trained in three years. And he's always looked dumpy for his fights. He's always gotten on the scale. And you're kind of like, that guy's an MMA fighter, you know, kind of very much like Daniel Cormier. You're like, that's the heavyweight champion. But Ben Askren got the job done. But the Ben Askren that showed up at 170, you know, for his 1FC days when he was in shape dominating, far, far cry from the guy that stepped into the cage, uh, or excuse me, into the ring against Jake Paul. 
And that's when I started to have my reservations. And really, I mean, a guy coming off of a hip replacement shouldn't be fighting. And they definitely shouldn't be fighting within a couple of months of that hip replacement. And another really big lesson I learned from Ben from, you know, first, obviously not underestimating your opponent, but second, never, ever, ever bet on a sure thing. Like if you think it's a sure thing like that, like something that's that odd, do not bet any money. It's funny, on Saturday before the fights, um, people were talking about the odds that Jake Paul was this huge favorite, especially after the weigh-ins, that a lot of bettors had come in and bet a lot of money on Jake because they were like, dude, it looks like Ben Askren hasn't, yeah, it looks like he hasn't fought in a couple, in 10 years, and it looks like he hasn't even been in the gym in two. So a bunch of people bet on him, and I was like, man, you know, it'd be interesting to, to put down some money on Ben Askren. And... Luckily, I never, ever, ever bet on sports like that because I just always think it's a very, very bad idea. But I just know there's so many people that lost tons and tons and tons of money. When you're betting on something like that, especially with a guy like Ben Askren that is willing to put himself, and I should say his arrogance, is willing to put himself in situations that he can't back up. Like Ben Askren seems like the type of guy that's like, I could beat you at basketball, like our free throw competition. He's like never shot a basketball. He just seems like he's one of those guys that's so good at a few different things in his life that he thinks that translates over to a bunch of different areas. And while I love confidence, and I even think overconfidence is better than underconfidence, I think it does hit a point where your confidence can turn to arrogance and that that can make you make some really, really, really poor decisions. And I think we saw that at the end of Ben Askren's MMA career, as well as this fight with Jake Paul. And I don't know what the reasoning behind the fight was for, for Ben, but I really think like really looking at Ben and a lot of things been said and really following his career the past 10 years, I think it really did just come down to arrogance and overconfidence. He really didn't think he needed boxing training to beat up Jake Paul. And it's something to think about, okay? No matter how good you are at, let's say, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, okay? Let's say you're super, super good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but you've never trained wrestling. Like you just have never, ever, ever trained wrestling. And you think that you can go in and beat a high school state champion wrestler in a wrestling match for $2,000. Like you're going to bet $2,000 and you're going to go to Iowa and beat the best Iowa wrestler at your weight class. You are going to lose $2,000. You just are. It's the exact same thing. Like, yes, while you have some grappling skills, maybe you're even a black belt. You have super, super, super good black belt on the skills, uh, black belt on the ground skills. But if you do not have those takedowns and you've not trained that rule set and you're not taking it seriously, you are going to get humbled and embarrassed that day and you are going to lose $2,000 of your bet money. And same thing's been true for leg locks and so many other of these scenarios where guys in the gi thought they didn't need to train leg locks. They thought and they'd been told that gi was better than no gi and that if you were the best in the gi, then you could take that off and it would immediately translate to no gi. Well, we've seen so many guys now over the years get beat by guys, whether they're lower belts or just guys that have never even trained in the gi by leg lock. And 
that changed it, that changed um, the grappling world. And I think this is um, a really, again, a huge reminder that if you are going to compete in a rule set, you have to train that rule set and you have to train that rule set for a long time. You have to train that rule set for a long time. Dustin Poirier, if he wanted to really make a run at boxing, he would need, I know he's a good boxer, but he still would need multiple fights at a low level professional, either like low level professional or high level amateur, you know, he would need five or 10 fights just to get used to the rules, get used to the scoring, get used to the flow of boxing competition before he stepped in that ring with a guy that was professional. Now, Dustin Poirier would murder Jake Paul. Okay. So I'm not saying that you guys don't hear that, but I'm just saying that it is completely different sports. And, and Dustin Poirier is known for his boxing. Dustin Poirier has elite hands in the MMA, but he really would need to take some time off and dedicate and focus his time on boxing to try and become a anything, just like a really, really, really good high-level boxing, um, not even a champion, just a high-level boxer that was getting paid good money. He would need to spend that time and focus on it. And it makes me think a lot about my grappling, about the areas that I just assume that I'm a black belt in because I'm a black belt in submission grappling. And I think one of the big areas is thinking about wrestling, thinking about what Ben's a master at. Is there are times that I do kind of look and scoff at wrestlers and their knowledge because I'm like, oh, I would just submit that guy or I would just you know, do this or I would just do that or I would just sit guard and leg lock him. And it's like, man, I really need to be careful about the way that I think about uh, some of the other arts because some like a humbling is coming quick. You know, if you don't, if you don't have an open mind and if you're not willing to really sit down and learn or really sit down uh, and do some training sessions in that art and you're ready to kind of, you know, scoff at it and go, I could beat this guy. I could, I could beat this guy at that. You're definitely going to be humbled more often than not. And Ben Askren's case, he did it in front of, you know, 5 million people. And so if, I just think it's super important to recognize where he made a mistake and use his mistake to improve and make sure it doesn't happen to ourselves. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is just cardio. Jake, Jake Paul looks like a shredded beast. I mean, he looks great. Logan Paul looks like a shredded beast, looks great. They clearly take this seriously. They're young and hungry. Jake Paul's 24 years old. He has his whole, like, he's got 10, 15, 20 years left. He's easily got 10 years, though, like of his athletic prime. Ben Askren's 36, coming off of a hip replacement and you need to really assess when you're looking at fights, or especially if you're looking at yourself, the cardio and fitness level. Because I don't care what anyone says, that is one of the most important factors of a fight. What type of shape is the fighter coming into the fight with? I would almost pick a guy that had limited skills, but that was in incredible shape against a guy that had good skills, We'll even say just like, we'll say he's a level or two better, um, you know, at fighting, but he's in 
horrible shape. Like I'm talking about horrible shape, like hip replacement six weeks ago shape, like Ben Askren. It's just such a huge advantage. Cardio and your ability to push on your opponent, your ability to grind on your opponents, and just your ability to recover. I mean, think about it. Ben's body was in such a bad shape. How much damage could he really have taken? I mean, we've seen Ben take some pretty heavy shots over the years. Now, I'm not sure if that Masvidal knee just took away his chin completely. And I know he got hit on the temple. So like it was a it was a good hook that Jake hit him with. But I mean, Ben wasn't in good shape. He wasn't gonna make it eight rounds. He was he was gonna get knocked out. If it didn't happen in the first round, it was it was gonna happen in the second or third. Ben didn't look capable of fighting, like being in there to fight. Like he just didn't look like he was going to be able to do much. So really make your secret weapon. Make the one thing you always come into a fight with and never, ever, ever take a fight out of shape. If you do, you just deserve to fail. You deserve to lose. That's the price you pay. You pay the, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to make sure I'm getting the proper rest. I'm going to do my strength and conditioning. I'm going to do my hill sprints. I'm going to do my Tabata bikes. I'm going to do my burpees. I'm going to do the extra rounds. I'm going to do the extra drilling. That's what you pay for success. And when you don't pay for when you don't pay for that with blood, sweat, and tears, then you deserve to lose. And if you do win, you didn't really earn it. Then you did fight a chump. And that's what we saw. We saw Ben Askren thinking he was going in there to fight a chump, that he didn't need to train for it, that he could come in there and half ass it and half ass shape. And he let down himself and the fight game. Not because he was representing MMA, because I don't think he was representing MMA. But he was representing himself, and I know that there's a much, much, much better version of Ben Askren in there that could have beat Jake Paul that night. But that version of Ben Askren, man, he'd be lucky to beat he'd be lucky to beat anybody. You guys, let me know what you thought of the fight if you watched it. I actually didn't watch that fight. I mean, I just watched the highlights afterwards, and I read a kind of a couple articles about it. I just couldn't get myself to sit through. Like, when I found out that it was basically, like, four hours of musical performances, like, dude, I didn't even know who half the artists were. So I was like, I'm not going to tune in and watch four hours of this. And I figured, when again, when I saw Ben the way he looked and I really thought about it, I thought Ben was going to get knocked out. I, I really did. Now, before that, I thought that I thought Ben was going to kill um, Jake Paul because I was thinking about Ben Askren like when he was like, he, I just thought Ben was going to be going in there motivated and in shape. But yeah, guys, last week of the PGF, Friday night, it's on. Elijah Carlton versus Hunter Colvin is going down. They're both undefeated. I have no idea who wins still. A lot of people are still kind of perplexed that I, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, found out yet or that we haven't finished the commentary, but we do the commentary on Wednesdays and then the show releases Friday. So I'll know Wednesday night who ends up winning. I still think Elijah pulls it off. I think Elijah goes 15 and 0 this season, but Hunter mathematically has already won. So he will be season two's um, regular season champion. But man, 
it doesn't matter, man. If Elijah goes in there and taps him, then he's the he's the real, he's the people's champion. I mean, if he goes 15 and 0 and Hunter goes 14 and 1, look, Hunter Hunter's the or excuse me, uh, Elijah's the people's champion for sure. I think he wins. I think he's going to catch him in a leg lock, but we'll see. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.